This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras and Jim Toth on 680-CJOB. I mean, we didn't deserve to play. We just simply weren't good enough. We weren't engaged. We weren't uh, doing the job we were supposed to do, and uh, we definitely deserved that. So, it's, uh, I mean, he definitely made that message pretty clear, and we got to be better. we got to show up, especially that time of the year. And, uh, yeah, it was definitely unacceptable. But um, we definitely found that we stick with it. We found a way to keep being in the game, and obviously fortunate enough, I was right there in the right spot at the right time to give us a chance to get back in the game. But uh, overall, like I said, it was definitely not good enough from our line. The Winnipeg Jets last night losing to the Carolina Hurricanes 5-3. to three. Uh, A fairly good effort. few mistakes stacked up to what was inevitably a loss. Uh, Carolina puts in an empty net goal, sealing uh, what was uh, technically, I guess technically it was 5-3, but it was a one-goal game there. Um, lots to get to uh, over the course of this game. We could talk about David Riddick between the pipes, talk about that hit by Sandberg and that odd play that led to a Dylan uh, DeMello snipe uh, snipe show there. We can talk about that. There's tons to get to. Of course, always looking for your text messages and your comments. 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. But if we didn't talk about this right off the bat, we would be burying the lead, uh, Jim Toth. Uh, 55, 81, and 62. Neither Nieder Rider, uh, Kyle Connor, and Mark Scheifele uh, sit um, uh, in for a, a majority, I would say, of the second period, about 12 minutes or so. Um, by far their lowest on ice totals of the season. And, and I'm talking about uh, Mark Scheifele and Kyle Connor, uh, both just north of 14 minutes of ice time in the game. By far their lowest totals of the year so far. Um, and both minus four on the ice uh, for the first three goals that line was, and then they didn't see they didn't see the rest of the of, they didn't see the ice again until the third period. Um, I guess Jim Toth, uh, you know, bringing you on here, doing all the talking here off the bat. Um, what's your thoughts? What we, I mean, what I saw now. Now, what I'll, I'll give you what I saw. I saw some cheating. I saw some floating, and that led to. Uh, Rick Bonus doing the right thing and parking those guys on the bench, particularly 55 and 81. Uh, that first goal, I mean, I don't think it was a great pass uh, by Brendan Dillon by any stretch of the imagination, but we hear about coaches talk about this all the time. Right side of the puck, be on the right side of the puck. Well, Kyle Connor was not on the right side of the puck. A turnover uh, goes the other way. Uh, the Canes get the first goal. We can go through the rest of them here, Jim. Uh, and then on that play, I see Mark Scheifele lackadaisically uh, back-checking to get back in the zone. I mean, I, I didn't I didn't like the play from either of them. And they both deserve to wear a minus four and their lowest ice totals of the year. Hi, Cam. Hello, Jim. Uh, good afternoon. Yeah, look, I, I think that I'm going to paraphrase a lot of what I heard from uh, Trevor Kidd, former NHL goalie and our 680 CJOB Jets analyst in the discussion with Kelly Moore and Christian O'Malley on our postgame show because I thought all the points he made were exactly what I was thinking when I was uh, taking in the game last night. And it's the pass from Dylan isn't a bad pass. It's Brendan Dylan looking up and going, where are you going? There's nothing there for me to give you. You've got to come back. And then he's got to get rid of the puck. Um, it, it's much like on the shorthanded goal in Tampa Bay. People are like, Pionk's got to shoot that. I thought that was a bad pass from Blake Wheeler, and Pionk should have just passed it right back to him. But he's his hands are kind of handcuffed there. Mm-hmm. We always look at plays and try to bring everybody else into it. 
And I thought last night with the benching of that line, including Niederreiter, was the right thing to do. And to Trevor Kidd's point is what I thought during that game is you're far too late into this season. You're far too late into your careers yes. to play like this. Yeah. Um, if it's game 20 of the season, then whatever. If it's game 50 and, you know, it's been a long road trip and you're tired, I, I get, like, I'm big on players aren't going to be great every game. I get that. But I just, I was highly disappointed that in a game like that at this time of the year, those are your stars. And what did I say last week when I said I'm not going to talk about Blake Wheeler's play anymore? Because if if Blake Wheeler isn't the focus of this team anymore, then stop blaming him for everything. Start looking at, Mark Scheifele, Kyle Connor, Nick Ehlers, Pierre-Luc Dubois when he's in the lineup. Yeah. Those are your leaders of this team right now. Yeah. Those are the guys when you need a goal are going to get the ice time to get you that. Those are the guys when you need a face-off in your own end late in the third, That that's the guys that are going to be out on the line. How many times was the fourth line put out there and the first line taken off? When do you see that in Why, a game? It was bonus said, and he was correct. He said they weren't generating momentum. They were going out there and it, nothing was happening. Do you ever see Carolina's fourth line coming over the boards after their first one? Do you ever see that in Boston? Do you ever see like... I'm not... It's a very so rare I'm not, occurrence. I'm not harping on bonus or stuff. Like I just... He's right. He was doing it because they were playing better. Now yeah. look, I get it. Kyle Connor's going to have a bad game once in a while. Mark Scheifele's going to have a bad game once in a while. But haven't they had those this year? Like it's they've been stacking up, Jim. I mean, Casey hasn't scored has scored three goals since January twenty fourth over the last twenty games. He hasn't scored since February twenty eighth here, uh, and Scheifele's minus eleven since February twenty fourth versus Colorado over the last ten games. So how I started this was I agree with Rick Bonus. That was their best game of the road trip. I, I thought they yeah. played the best. But then I, you was, had your turnovers. It was, it was two ridiculous bonehead turnovers, uh, which should not happen in any level of hockey, and followed by what, and if just being honest, I didn't like the goals that David Riddick let in in the second period. I didn't like Riddick's play at all last no. night, I, I um, and we'll get into that as well. Yeah, there's lots but to get to. To me, three lines and three defensive pairings played really good last night. Yeah, I 100% and, and, with you. And look, the turnovers, yeah. I'm... Again, the turnovers were horrific. Again, just like Tampa Bay. Like, yeah. you're up 3-1 going to the power play, and you shoot yourself in the foot. Yeah, that's what it was. And I that's thought exactly it was right. the same last night. I thought they didn't give Carolina anything until that turnover and then the first goal. Yeah. And then I thought they played really well until another, you know, poor play. So, um, look, these things happen. Like, I'm not trying to say any big statement of, of culture and all this, but <laughs> you don't have to look very far. I've said this for a while. I think Kyle Connor's hurt because I've just never seen him play this way. No, it's ever in this, his whole career. We're, we're seeing spurts of him. We're seeing spurts of him being dangerous. And the next game, it's kind of he's he's just not there. And Mark Scheifele, I have seen play this way before. Yes. Um, now that being said, like they need these guys. So that's what I I kind of when Trevor Kidd was talking last night in the post game, I was like raising my hand, going yes, yes, yes. How do those guys have those kind of games at this time of the season? And your third and fourth line. Play outstanding at this time of the season. The clip that I played coming into the break with Nino Niederreiter, um, he came out, he scored afterwards, a big goal in the third period, added up to uh, ending up with a loss, but it really put pressure on Carolina late, and I thought the Jets had a good chance. We can talk about Wheeler's penalty if, if, if you want as well. I mean, I don't like an offensive zone penalty in a situation like that with two minutes to go. 
Um, uh, you know, there might be some other stuff that was going on there. Uh, but I, I mean that, that, that was a big killer too. Um, so here's what I'm going to say, but, but what do you think? But, but first, what did you think of, of Nina Ryder's comments? After? Well, I thought they were bang on. I, I thought it was, I thought it was I, and awesome I, that he said that big picture wise. What's wrong with that? Why are teams always trying to protect players from this? A guy had a bad game. He came out and he said, I had a bad game. And what's the fallout for Nita Ryder? He's actually getting credit for being such a good guy when he yeah. played bad. Yes, for taking ownership of it. So instead of sitting here going, Nita Ryder did this and this and this and this, we're sitting here going, hey, he owned it. Let's move on. I don't know why teams, more teams don't run like this. I'm with you. Totally. Mark Shifley said what he said at the end of the year in May after the Seattle game. We have to wait three months to hear from him. Mm-hmm. We requested him. Lots he, of times. He doesn't Lots wanna, of times. He doesn't want to speak, but three months goes by. He's got a golf event. He talks to Sarah Leske, Winnipeg Jets, and then he comes on our show, and he, he talks about, I was mad, I was upset. That's how I felt at the time. I've had some conversation. I feel better. And the bottom line is, through it all, I want to be in Winnipeg, and I want to win in Winnipeg. That's my goal. You do that two weeks after the season ends or a month after the season ends, and the next two months is what? Can't wait for the season to start. Yeah, it's true. So my point to this is, is good on Niederreiter for coming out. And I know a lot of people are bashing Shifley and Connor, but I'll also say this. I get when players have a bad game and they're in the media a lot and they talk a lot. They go, not tonight. I'm aware of that and I'm more than fine with it. I'd rather you collect your thoughts yes. and do something than say something stupid. I get that. Hellebuck, Hellebuck does that often where he'll, he'll, but he'll talk the yes. next, he'll talk the next day. He had a bad practice the other day yeah. and Kelly Moore wanted to ask him about his mask. And he said, you know what? If, if you don't mind, I'm not in a very good mood today. I broke a couple sticks. I'm not, you know, in a talkative yeah. mood. I, and if we're going to talk about the mask, I'll give you, I'll be in a better mindset and I'll give you a lot more good information about it. If I'm not grumpy, do you mind doing it tomorrow? I'm all for that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. Because what so you want to do yep. is hear how they're feeling logistically and, and you know, how, what they're thinking. Yeah, absolutely. Kyle Connor has talked a lot this year. Kyle Connor has been front and center. He's been in pregames. He's done one-on-one interviews. He's been in front of the media. He's come out after tough, tough losses too, Jim. When things, when there was a captain on this team named Blake Wheeler and things were bad, as, as abrupt as he was, he was available. And that started to go away last year. Where's Mark Shifley? Josh Morrissey does a lot of talking. Adam Lowry Josh does a lot Morrissey, of talking after games. Every we time there's a Mark. loss, we hear from Adam we Lowry. We don't hear from 55. We don't. And so I'm not trying to make a big blanket statement, but what I am trying to say is they could help themselves by speaking last night. What do you think the question is going to be asked on a game day tomorrow? Because there's nothing today. Boston Bruce. He didn't talk yeah. last night. It's going to be, hey, Mark, what about your benching? Why do you want to leave it for 48 hours? Why do you want to not? So my point to this is, is I just, I'm surprised that they played that way at this time of the season. I'm not surprised they were benched, and I'm not. I, and I, I'm fully aware that they'll come out and have a great game against Boston because yeah. that's how highly great athletes like Connor and Shifley react. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a little disappointed that when requested last night by the media on the road, they both declined. Yeah, Connor, I'm okay with because, like I said, I've heard a ton from Kyle Connor this year. I, I'm Jim. I'm 100 percent with you on this. I am. I, I think Mark Shifley needed to speak last night. I agree. And I think Mark Shifley needed to play better last night. Sometimes you got to answer the bell. I mean, we I mean, we get to, we're going to talk about Dylan Sandberg. Got a text message here about that. We're going to get into that that whole situation as well. Uh, but you know, when you're when you're a well paid professional athlete, sometimes you have to answer the bell. And if you're going to wear a letter on your jersey, and we've heard 
Morrissey come out after tough losses. Casey, he's not wearing one. We've heard him after tough losses. Lowry speaks after the worst losses. Yeah, he comes out Morrissey when they does got too. shut out by Philadelphia. Yeah. Schmidt, he comes out. Nate Schmidt does as well. Dylan, I mean Brandon Dillon will come out and talk after real tough losses. But Shifley's more of like the next day, two days after practice, that kind of thing, right? So my feeling Pre-games. on it is, is I, I just and this isn't to knock Mark Shifley. It's I don't know if he understands that this is kind of your team. Like this, you're you're the star center. You're the number one center, and with what they're doing with the leadership and keeping an A on yours, like this is your team. It and wh- is. and why yeah. we've seen Josh Morrissey and Adam Lowry step up this year and talk more and do because it's their team too. There's not a captain. It's on all of you. But in that group that it's on all of you, you're one of the main three. Yeah. And and it's more about the play than than talking last night. He's going to talk eventually, and yeah. he'll say what he'll say. But you've got to play better at this time of the year. 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. We're going to go to break here. A couple text messages. We'll get to more of these, hopefully, as we go on here. Uh, this from Chris. Entire team except that line brought it, bought into team defense. Right decision to bench them. First line cost us that game by not buying in that from Chris in Transcona. Uh, Alan says, wow, not surprised they lost. Won't get far if they even make the playoffs. Well, let's not get so negative here. They played a really good game last night. In the last five games, the Jets have been pretty dang good. I mean, it's not perfect. Obviously, we just spent the whole entire first segment here talking about how it isn't perfect. Um, and then this from Mike. I think the referees played a big part in the loss last night. Also, that from Mike in Manitoba. Uh, I'm not sure I agree with that, but we can get I into that too as well. I will wrap up with this, though. As yeah, negative as go, this has been a bit quickly, it, it was a very good game by them. They're the, fine. The, they they played great last night, except for a few issues. I thought that 45 minutes of that game, they were 100% in control of. We'll yeah. be right back. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Hello, Sarah. Hello. Happy Wednesday. Come one, come all. Walk or crawl. It's time for the one-minute power play with Sarah McCarthy. That was intense. I thought I, I would add like a little bit of a drum <laughs> yeah. roll in there. I amped it up on hump day. It's yeah. Wednesday. Wonderful Wednesday. Uh, Sarah, we got a text message here from from uh, producer Kevin of the program. Uh, this was from yesterday, actually. So I'm just covering some All other right. stuff that he discussed. Um, he said, what kind of cereal? What is Sarah's favorite cereal? Oh, it's so boring. I love Cheerios. Wow. So, <laughs> see, just when I thought you couldn't reach more heights of like intellect. <laughs> You said something as intelligent as Cheerios. Cheerios. Plain Cheerios well, are by far the best cereal. Yes, yeah. Sometimes I'll put some banana or blueberry. That's really good. No, if just you, plain. Okay. You're plain just- Cheerios. <laughs> Bananas and blueberries. Now you're party. If I'm yeah. feeling, if I'm feeling a little crazy, <laughs> cinnamon toast Cheerios. crunch. If I'm feeling a little crazy, cinnamon Cheerios toast crunch. Cheerios and cinnamon toast crunch. Toast. Toast crunch are the polar opposites of each other, and you're telling me well, I'm a little want a little bit of spice, a little something, a little spicy. Cheerios are okay; they're a good breakfast. They're not they're the best. They're not even close to the they're best. The best, Jim. Have listen. you heard of honeycomb? Okay, Honey, it's yeah. again okay. Have you heard Doesn't of hold Captain candle, Crunch? Does not hold a candle to Cheerios. Fruit Loops, come on. Have you ever sat down at night and had a bowl of Frosted Flakes? That's different. I don't like Frosted Flakes. I just I'd, rather have, I'd rather have Corn Flakes. Four different options for you. Corn Flakes. And you said when I want to get nuts, K. I have a little cinnamon toast. <laughs> what else? Weird. I like Shreddies, uh, Mini Wheats. The Plain. 
plane. I was a deprived child. My mom would not buy me sugary cereals, so I had to live Same. with what I got. Same here. Part- Reese's Pieces. Come on. <laughs> oh, <laughs> never. I never had that in my life. No. Party Get for on one. Get now on serving it. Cheerios. Give me Cheerios all day, every day. I'm me happy. Too. You have a cereal party. You invite people over and you say, oh, we're going to have some Cheerios. I bet you half the people go, oh, I got something. I'll be I'm there busy. all day. But you say, hey, we're having some honeycomb and going to watch a game. People are like, hey, what time can I come? That's fine. But if you're giving me a stack of cereal i'm going for the cheerios if you give me 20 options i'll go for cheerios every single time if it's a part of those i'll tell you this right now sarah your coffee at tim's is called a regular (laughs) and now your cereal is cereal is called a regular it was boring i know okay what's second on the list second on the list probably do you know harvest crunch yeah, Harvest Crunch, like almond. That. The almond's mm-hmm. good, yeah. Are you yeah. sure it's not Shreddies? No, it's not. I love Shreddies. No, I don't Oh, of course you do. I love Shreddies. I don't like them. This Mini has wheats? been your one-minute power play <laughs> with Sarah McCarthy. My mom wouldn't buy me Fruit Loops. Me either. <sighs> Thanks, everyone. She wouldn't buy me Captain Crunch. I had to live with what I got. And I told you, when when, when they were on sale, I got Cinnamon Toast Crunch, and it was a very special day. Sometimes corn pops, sometimes, very rarely. Look, I wasn't allowed sugar cereals anyway, but you get out on the street and you find it. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Maybe you got a neighbor kid who gets it. Maybe you you go to school and you go, I'll trade you this for for some mini box of Fruit Loops. You go and you get your stuff, you know? Robert says, uh, uh, hey, Cam, Robert here. I'm 61. I go for the bran flakes. I think they might for a different reason, though, Robert. Keep uh, yourself regular. Uh Sarah says, Sarah, this from Doug, mix the Harvest Crunch and the Honey Nut Cheerios together. Awesome. Okay. Honey Nut Cheerios, again, I'm not against it, but I would rather have just just regular Cheerios than Honey Nut Cheerios. The OG. My wife, like, thinks that's crazy. We've had this discussion (laughs) with her before. I'm a Cheerios guy. This has been a heated discussion. Thanks, guys. A lot more heated than I thought. Wednesday, (laughs) maybe it's Friday, I'll fire up the corn flakes. (laughs) I love cornflakes. Don't know if I'll have time for Bed Bath & Beyond after. <laughs> Thanks, Sarah. 204-780-6868. 204-780-6868. Thanks for all the discussion, all the text messages, everybody. I, I have read everyone's text. And we're not going to get to all of them on the air, um, but I, I really, really, really do appreciate it. Um, I want to talk about uh, Clean Hit Sandberg. I'm going to start calling him that, Clean Hit Sandberg, because that was a clean hit yesterday. Very clean. I paused it. I watched it over 15 times. Uh, he lined that hit up clean. His shoulder was forward. His legs were on the ground. Uh, Martinuk lost the puck there. He fumbled it, was trying to stay onside with the play. Um, his leg got a little extended, and it, it ended up being a leg to leg. I mean, I'm, I'm seeing the league. I haven't seen any sort of, you know, any sort of indications of a hearing or a fine. I guess we could hear that later on in the week, but I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, but I, I listened to the uh, Carolina broadcast, and it was like somebody had shot Martinuk from the top. Uh, of the uh, of the stands with a rifle, um, and his name was Dylan Sandberg, who was the was the gunman there. Um, it's always funny to hear different broadcasts opinions on different on different plays. Um, but but what did what did you think about that whole play? And, the, and it was a it was weird. I thought it was weird that the that the whistle wasn't blown when the scrum happened. I thought that that was odd. I don't know why the well, rest. Well, yeah, and I think blown. everybody thought there was going to be a fight then. Like, yeah, I, I don't know why. Usually, the, clean yeah, hit yeah. or not, it's go time. 
I really like the fact that Dylan was going to do it, and Sandberg said, "I got this." Yeah, Dad, let me take this one. Yeah, yeah. sort of. Um, do you think about that? Do you think that was necessary for Stefan? Look, Nelson I don't. To, we to we talked about this about two yeah. weeks ago. If you have a clean body check, I, I think, and we talked about it with the Kadri from Jacob Truba, mm. and Kadri himself said he caught me. Yeah. Like it was good, but that's just the way we are in the game right now. Adam Lowry has spoken to that um, when he uh, dropped the gloves in the game against Edmonton on Saturday with Darnell Nurse a couple yeah. of Saturdays ago said that that's just the way our game is. Like, I, I don't think you should have to for a clean hit either. But he said, I would have done the same thing if somebody had hit one of our star players because that's just the way our game is. So I, I thought it was a clean hit. I didn't think there needed to be a fight. And then I like the fact that Sandberg did it himself. Yeah, answer the bell there. Um, but it was it was just a whole weird play. Like, the whole thing, the whistle didn't go, and Dylan DeMello, snipe, uh, of course, smoke show. He's hitting top corner, top shelf all day long. That's where he hides the Cheerios up there uh, in the top corner. Uh, <laughs> Nobody hides Cheerios. <laughs> if there's a cereal that you don't have to hide, <laughs> that's what it's you have to Cheerios. Hide. You, have to hide you could lay the box on the table and knock it over and have some spill out and not even have to clean it up. That's where you got to hide. But if it was honeycomb, people are grabbing those as they walk by the table. No, you got to put them top shelf. The kids can't reach the Cheerios because that's what they're going no. after. Um, kids look up at that and go, leave them up there. So I don't want that. Just on to Adam Lowry's point about that too. Um, you know, I, you know, we, we have the ability, you know, we're listening to it here on 680 CJOB. Um, and then, we're, you know, I, as always, I do, I always pause the game. I listen to, uh, Jamie and I listen to Paul uh, Edmonds uh, and Jamie Thomas here on 680 CJOB and I let them do the play by play. And that's, that's how I, that's how I watch, um, on, on away games and stuff like that. Uh, but the situation is like, uh, it, just to go back to what Adam Lowry said, we have the ability to rewind fast yes, forward. Yeah. I didn't think even at live speed uh, that it was, I thought it was a clean hit from live speed. Um, but from the others, from the other bench at live speed, I mean, from the opponents, you're heated, you're in a game, you, you might see it yeah. a little bit different. And Lowry's right. Like when you, yeah. you know, like Darnell nurse is clearing the puck and then he's looking up the zone and he hears this big hit and he looks, or he sees, you know, Connor McDavid get hit. I mean, he's like, well, you hammered Connor McDavid, so I got to – like, that's yeah. where the game's at. But uh, it was a very clean hit um, mm-hmm. and didn't need to be answered for McDavid. Yeah. And last night. Like, yeah. I, I, I thought it was a clean hit last night too. So – and I, I'm pretty uh, – It's to me, it's like the officiating. It, even if it's a Jets player, if it's a dirty hit, I'll say that's a dirty hit by, by yep. a Jets player or something. It wasn't dirty at all. Yeah, I don't um, dance around that either. So at least I tried. <laughs> I don't think I'm biased. Uh, David Riddick, this is something we've been hearing uh, a lot on the text message. I heard this on Twitter yesterday as well. Uh, 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. That the Winnipeg Jets should have played – Connor Hellebuck uh, last night. Um, he should have been the guy in the net. Um, and again, I'm I'm on I'm on the side of I didn't think Riddick was very good last night. I thought he left in two soft goals. I didn't think his positioning was sound, particularly on that wraparound. Um, but listen, there, there's a situation here. Hellebuck is not going to play every single game the rest of the stretch here. I think we said yesterday that you're going to find 12 more games. There's there's uh, uh, 14 games left. I think you're going to play Hellebuck 11 or 12 of them. And you're going to try to find three more games for Riddick. There's two more back-to-backs coming up. Um, and you're, you're going to have to find space for him. This was the game that Riddick was going to play. And this was the right game. Especially, you, 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 I don't think, I, I think Connor Hellebuck's a guy that can you can play in back-to-backs. He's proven that. I don't think he's a guy that you should play him, though, uh, in a, in a three-game and four-night scenario. So, from what I heard from everybody today, Including on Greg Macklin said they should have started Hellebuck last night. I'm like he's got to he's got to rest one of these games, either Carolina or Boston. 
And so you don't go into a Boston game and just go, you know, we're we're going to lay an egg here or not have a chance or something like that. So I get it. Like if Connor Halbuck was in net, and I get the fact that if he played as good as he did against Florida and Tampa Bay, they would have had a better chance to win. No doubt about that. But you have a better chance to win when Connor Halbuck plays every night. Mm-hmm. And he can't play every single game. And so to me, um, look, he played back-to-back against Edmonton. He didn't play against San Jose. He played Minnesota, Florida, Tampa Bay. He's got Boston coming up. And now you're going you're gonna to run him. You're going to go, if I'm the coach, I'm going Nashville, St. Louis, and home at Arizona. Mm-hmm. And I might even go with him on the road in Anaheim and L.A. and then give Riddick another one in there. Because you need points now. But look, unless you were going to run him the next four games straight, well, five, including Minnesota, yeah. then I think Riddick has to take one. And Riddick wasn't good last night. And I know there's been a lot said about, you know, like the first goal. I agree. Like the first goal, you can't let guys go down the middle like that. That's a bad turnover. So those turnovers, I'm willing to give but them the a one, pass like on because the of how around, bad they were. So here's the thing about the wraparound with Kakanyemi and, and Shifley. Shifley had him marked, all that. Fair enough. How is Cocky and Manny out-muscling Mark Shifley? Yeah. I had this debate before when, when Connor Garland was not a Vancouver Canuck. He was an Arizona Coyote, and the two of them went into the corner, and Connor Garland came out with the puck two times in a row. And that's just compete in my mind. So was he on him? Yeah. Did he? Was he trying to check him and everything else? Yes. But he didn't. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference. It's not, do you, it's not basketball. Do you have your mark? It's not soccer. Did you? Are you with your man? You got to outwork him there. Yeah. And then the other thing is, I don't know what Riddick was doing standing up on that wraparound. Yeah. I That's on so. David Riddick. And and so even if, if Shifley does get beat there, he should have been down on his knees hugging that post. I yeah. don't know why Rap he's... Rounds are, Trevor I'm Kidd said that last night. Time, and yeah. Trevor Kidd would know. He's a former NHL goalie. But he said, I don't know any goalie in any league right now that when a wraparound's coming is standing up. He's yeah. at least on one knee and most likely both hugging the post. Yeah, and it, it went in pretty easy there. And, and Cuck and Niemi, I mean, it's not like he's, uh, he's But a it's funny how there. we feel about this because they lost, right? <laughs> but other than that line Can we and talk other a- than Riddick, I thought that was, like Bonus said, that was their best game of the – but that's my point. This team shoots themselves in the foot. See, and, and this is something I want to talk to you about. And, and let's talk about something nice first. We'll get to that. We'll get to if that. that line just played average, if they just the goalie okay. played okay, that's the like. So for me, how I look at it is that's now five games in a row, six if you like Edmonton. Yeah, but they played good. Well, let's go the last five here because Edmonton was kind of just a gun show. That was a wild game. Yeah, that was a wild last Saturday um, night That was a wild shootout. <laughs> Saturday night shootout. But let's look at the last five games where the Jets have played pretty dang good. Uh, two, two, and one. They've got five out of ten points. The play has improved. The coach is trying to keep these guys' heads in, in, in the right space, saying the wins are going to come. They haven't – well, again, this is only a five-game stretch, but they, they haven't been able to pile them up over this case. Does that concern you, Jim Toth? Are you worried that the Jets – uh, if things don't st- and they don't start winning, despite the way that they're playing right now, that they're going to start to cheat again. Well, that's what Kyle Connor was doing last night, and I got a tweet here from Corey who says, "Come on, those were bad passes from Brendan Dillon." Uh, Brendan no, Dillon gets the that. puck, looks up, and his forward is backing out of the zone. And where's the center on that stay play? On the right so side if, of the puck, Jim. Kyle, How many times do you hear coaches say, stay so on the right Kyle side Connor's of the puck? So if Connor's backing out of the zone, then what do you do? You look at your triangle, right? And yeah. you look for your center. Where's the center in that scenario? He's floating back. He's gone. 
Yeah. He's nowhere near to be found. So he has one option left. Throw it up the boards with the forward not coming back for it. Or already, not coming back, but already exited the zone. There's nobody in the middle, and there's nobody along the boards. So he throws it up the boards, and what happens? And we can sit here and go, that's a bad pass from Brendan Dillon. What would you like him to do in that situation? No, I, I, I thought he was forced into a play like that. That's what, that's what I saw when I watched it live. And I think it wasn't a good pass, like with Christmas and stuff, because yeah, he's like, a, "Where is this going to go?" But he, I got to get rid of he it. He tried to bounce it off the boards. He was trying to get yeah. it past the the, the Hurricanes. It's player. not a tape to tape pass because he's like, "You're too far gone, <laughs> yeah. and there's nobody in the middle for me." Yeah, and I'm backing up, and I got somebody coming on me. I got to get rid of this, so I'm just going to float it and hope it bounces out of the zone. Can we talk about something nice? Yeah, Nick Ehlers. Nick Ehlers was awesome. Great goal. Great goal. Um, Who else was good last night on that line? I don't know, Jim. You're not allowed to talk about that guy. Uh, uh, you know, uh, just just to give Nick Ehlers six points in his last five games, um, and this was something that I wanted to make sure we mentioned Nick Ehlers because of how well he's been playing over the last couple of games. We were yeah. kind of talking about him last week. I think it's a about, positive. Uh, and this is a big positive. And, and he should have shot when he was in tight there every time oh, you shoot that. And he said that post game, right? He, yeah, he admitted as much. But you got to shoot that puck. You've got to shoot it. Every single time you don't look for a pass. He's like, well, I thought it was a pass guarantee. Goal. I loved his post game. He actually said, he goes, What did you see on that play? He goes, Well, what I saw was if I get that to him, it's a for sure goal. But that doesn't matter. I got to shoot that puck. Shoot I should have shot that. Yeah, yeah, 100%. But but this is why Nick Ehlers has been finding success. He's listening to what Bonus has been talking about him. He's been skating. He's been pulling defense, defensemen to him with his speed, finding open lanes to pass, and finding good places to shoot the puck. That is Nick Ehlers. That's what Nick Ehlers needs to do. That's what he, the team needs him to do, and that's why he's been successful. That's why he's been successful. I mean, and, and this is what the this is what the head coach has been has been after him about and this is what we haven't seen uh for for wide swaths of the of, but over these last five games I mean he he's been he's been dynamite and you definitely need to talk about how well he's been playing because he 100% deserves it he deserves the credit so here's the thing when they're playing bad teams they don't play optimal they never pound somebody. They never come out and just run somebody out of the ring. Are you talking about the upcoming schedule, Jim Toth? Yeah, and when they play good teams, they play like this. So, I mean, I look back at those these games. They lose in a shootout to or overtime to San Jose, Minnesota. I liked how they played them. Yeah, Florida, I didn't like the third period. There were pockets of the game I didn't care for, uh, but they they won and they they looked consistent. I love the game against Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. I didn't like how they shot themselves in the foot, like to make it 3-2 and, mm-hmm. and, the, and the opening one minute 19. But other than that, I love their third period in that mm-hmm. game. And I get it. Like, hey, in that third period, I think Connor Hellebuck made 12 saves, and I think eight of them were, were Hall of Fame yeah. kind of saves. Then Carolina last night, I, other than that line, I liked the way they played. I mm-hmm. thought they defended. Look, what do I always talk about? They gave up 25 shots to Carolina last to night. To the highest shooting team in the league. That's what Rick Bonus. Remember Rick Bonus in training camp. I've yeah. said this many times. Twenty-two, twenty-three, no more than twenty-five shots. I got the clip. Let me play it right here. Overall, listen, that that's the best game we played on the road trip. It really is. Uh, we held a high vo- shot volume team to what twenty-four, twenty-five shots on net. They didn't have ten scoring chances tonight, so the team game was really, really good. Um, so we're really happy with that. Uh, did a couple guys have a tough night? Yeah, well, that's going to happen. So, but you do. You move on and get ready for Boston Thursday night. And that's my point yeah. about the Shifley Connor. Like, I agree with that too. Like, they yeah. didn't play well. We talked about it. It's going to happen. Now you got hopefully an upset Connor Shifley wanting to be much better, need a rider. 
You got hopefully Pierre-Luc Dubois coming back, hopefully Josh Morrissey, and you mm-hmm. got the Bruins coming to town. So let's go. Let's let's, let's go. Let's, let's go. go. Let's go. And let's after that, after that, you got LA Kings the rest of the month, all teams out of the playoffs right now. Big game on Nashville. Let's in kick Nashville the on Saturday. To the curb. They got to win that game against Nashville. Let's make some honeycomb and Froot Loops together and let's go. This texture says best cereals, Boo Berry, Frankenberry, and Count Chocula. You were nowhere near my house when I was growing up here. That's Uh, over the line. And Kevin says you hide good cereal in the Cheerios box. Oh, Oh, boy. There's somebody with siblings. Oh, boy. There's somebody with siblings. We'll be right back. What happened to the Frosted Flakes? I don't know. (laughs) What are are you eating Cheerios for? What about when you leave like like... like a, a half a cup. That's not enough for a bowl of cereal. No. If you're going to leave a half a cup, just take the whole thing. We'll be right Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Uh, great show. Thanks, everybody, for text messaging. I got to everybody. I read everybody. Sorry I couldn't reply to everybody. We just got so much today. Uh, thanks for the text messages. We'll get to more of those tomorrow. This Bye. is what I turn on, by the way, when I open my cereal cabinet. Run around by Van Halen. And I'm just like, which deliciousness are we going for today? Which sugary, high fructose, glucose am I going to pump into my I got veins? my toothbrush. I got my floss. Turn on some VH. Let's cereal party. Boston Bruins in town for a 7 o'clock puck drop. Pre-game show gets going at 5 o'clock right here on 680 CJOB. Thank you very much, Jeffrey Forche, for producing the show. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. Jim Toth will take you all the way until 3 o'clock. That's it for me. I'll be back. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB.